right, Brain. You don't like me, and I don't like you. But let's just do this, and I can get back to killing you with beer. You are now tuned into the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. podcast. This place is an unfair resource. With your host, Flex and Bliss. You must think I'm pretty stupid. I'm dangerous. I'm very, very dangerous. And Charlie Chase. You're very good, you. You're goddamn right he is. For the everyday fantasy sports player. You just blew my mind. Now, I am going to teach some kids a lesson. They're a bunch of f***ing amateurs. And now, on with the show, Party People. People. What's up, party people? Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. We are back, finally back as a team. You and I, Charlie, we are back together finally as a team. We are back. Uh, what's going on? You didn't finish the intro. <laughs> threw, I, it kind of threw me off there. I, I, didn't, I, I wasn't done with the intro. Oh, um, I was just including you a little more into it. I got it, I got it. All what's, right. What's up, Lex? It's okay, we haven't, we haven't worked together in a little while because we're a little off sync. We were yeah, supposed yeah. to work, work together Tuesday. Yes, yes. And things happened, and then we couldn't. You know, uh, schedule uh, conflicts Think, didn't allow it. Things happen. Things happen. Whatever. But, yeah. let, but as so we, we get back in sync quick, though, Flex. Well, let's get back into, singing, into finishing the intro. I am your man, 50 Grand Flex. Hitless here on my man, 100 Years. Your boy, Charlie Chase, riding shotgun as always. Charlie, how does it feel now to no longer do the big introduction, welcome back, Bureau, all this and that? It was good. I like doing the intro. You know, I'm not as animated as you are, but, you know. Not many people are, and that's not necessarily a bad thing to not be as animated as me. Yeah. I know I could be extremely annoying. I'm probably a little bit too loud for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. What's Everybody f- needs a yang to their yang, you know what I mean? What's funny... Is that all my friends know I'm loud? You know I'm loud. Mm-hmm. I, that's just naturally how I am. It's just right. natural. I, I I don't I can't help it. I I don't know the volume of my voice. Right. No disagreement here. So it's it's funny though. There's only two people that in my entire life have constantly, more than one occasion, whether it has been in an argument or just in general, have told me to don't yell and lower my voice. There's only been two people to do that. In my you would figure there'd be more. Mm-hmm. Only two people have constantly told me, stop yelling or don't yell. And it is only my grandmother who raised me. Okay. And my wife. Okay. N- nobody that's, else. That's not, I mean, I would have guessed that. But, but it's, it, I mean, you figured somebody else throughout my entire life, mm-hmm. somebody would have at times, like, like, cause like, like none, the, none of your friends, none of you, you know, gotten into they sports arguments jokes. or sports debates. And nobody, they all know that I'm just talking loud. Nobody, like, I know I'm loud, mm-hmm. but I don't, I'm not aggressive. Right. So it's a difference. Like, when you're arguing with somebody and you know when you're yelling at them, like, aggressively, you're getting angry, like, you're aggressively mm-hmm. getting mad. That's a different type of argument than just speaking loudly. Right. Do you use that as a part of your strategy to win a debate? Just just get louder? No, I know you think that because you said that before. <laughs> and I know you think that. And it's only and, and it's only because naturally I'm just louder than you, so my point comes out a little stronger. Mm-hmm. But that's not definitely part of my debate. I use, I what I use is obviously my, my knowledge, okay. obviously, which is very, very high up there. Yeah. Very, very high up there, for it, sure. Uh, but anyway, how was um? I, I haven't seen you since your vacation. How was your vacation? I was good. Did you hear the last episode? Yeah, I did. I did. Okay, but so I haven't you, spoken to you, so, so you know how my vacation I got, was. I got, I got the highlights. <laughs> a, a lot of, a lot of fish, a lot of stomach aches. Yes, that's that's all. That's is, all you is need. That's, that about wrap it up. That's pretty much all it is to it. Because like I said, the, the vacation, this, the, it wasn't for me. It was for my wife who hasn't been there in twelve mm-hmm. years. So it wasn't for me the vacation, which right. of course it was for me to meet them. But I wasn't. Uh, Focal point about it. Had you ever been to Ecuador previously? No. 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 For what reason would I want to? How was the weather? It was great. It's better than the weather here. Yeah, yeah. It's an ugly day today. 
Oh, real ugly. It's like a good uh, movie night tonight. It's an ugly day. Yeah. Or a good podcast night. Oh, good podcast night. You, well, yeah, that's that's a given. You, Any night's a good podcast night. It's funny, speaking about the weather, so last night, for an early birthday present, as my birthday this year falls on Thanksgiving, mm. my wife took gave me my early birthday gift, which we went to go see the Conan O'Brien stand-up show. Okay, was it good? It was fantastic. You know I'm a huge Well, Conan you're Brian. a little biased. You know, even if it wasn't good, I didn't think you would say it's not good. No, no, no. I, know, I, would, I know you love Conan. I, w- I would say if it wasn't good. Of course yeah. I would say if it wasn't good. I'm a huge Simpsons guy, and the show sucks now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Of course I would say it. It's not about being you know, biased. Yeah. If, I, if I laugh at it because I think it's funny, I'm not going to laugh at something that I don't think is not funny. Yeah, I like Conan, but I wouldn't say I'm a fan. I'm a huge Conan O'Brien fan, and yeah. you got to say you're a fan because I'm trying to get him on the show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, for the sake of the show, Conan, nope. if you're listening, I- I'm a big fan. I, I like your work. I was upset. I w- <laughs> it would really bummed me out last night. It really bummed me out. So it was funny. Like His his like partner, like the host of it all, was a guy called Fulik. Mm-hmm. He was a German guy. And he talked like this a lot, and he really did. I'm not even kidding. I'm not trying to make the German. This is really how he sounds. But he's, he's telling a lot more. Like, 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 feel like you over there. Yes, Conan, I'm here for you. I'm here for you, Conan. Like that's how he would always talk to him. And right. I, I'm not kidding. I'm not trying to. Make, that's really how he sounds. Go listen to him. Um, and he Conan at the end allowed the audience to ask some questions. Mm-hmm. I am so upset I didn't get to ask him a question. Oh no! I had it all set up beautifully. Gonna tell my wife to record it. And I, and I swear... Were you going to ask him to be on the podcast? I swear to you, <laughs> on everything I love, I was going to ask him, I was like, Conan, I got a two-part question for you. One, when can we finally expect episodes of your new podcast? Because he has a new podcast coming out called mm-hmm. Conan Needs a Friend. Conan okay. O'Brien Needs a Friend. When can we finally expect new ep- the episodes? Because he has like a four-minute uh, teaser, mm-hmm. and then now, now he just just dropped, the, I think the other day, like a five-minute one. I heard it on the train right over here. So I was like, when can we expect the finally the episodes of your podcast... Conan O'Brien needs a friend. When can we hit those episodes? And two, will you be a guest on my podcast? And I swear on everything I love, I was going to ask him that, and I was excited to ask him that. He didn't. He was. On, I was on the other side of the room of where Fulick was. Mm-mm-mm. I was on the other side miss, of the room. Miss your opportunity. I'm going to keep good, tweeting though? him. No, was the show was hilarious. So yeah. speaking about the weather thing, like he was yeah. saying that, like how we actually have weather here in New York. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, that's the thing. Like, I it mean, doesn't look, rain in LA. I mean, look. I mean, have you ever been to San Diego? I've been to Los Angeles. And well, in San Diego, I mean, close enough. Whatever. It's like seventy-five and breezy. It never rains every, all the time, and it never rains. That's why he said so it's I like lava know. falling from the sky for them. Right. <laughs> that's good. Ah, see, to, see, what's funny, a good show then? Funny way to put it. Funny I only, put, only it. put one joke, and you're yeah. laughing. It was a good show. But I, I like New York weather. Like, I need a rainy day every once in a while. I need a little bit of snow. a little bit. You know, not not too much, but. You know, I, I like the, the you know the change in weather. Well, that's what he says that we actually yeah. get to experience weather. Like they yeah, don't exactly. know what to do in LA. I mean, could, really, would you really feel like it's Thanksgiving or or Christmas if it's not you know cold and snowing? Like, can you can you celebrate Christmas with it being seventy five degrees outside? I guess not because that's how I'm accustomed to my whole life. I'm right. sure other people can because that's not what they're not accustomed to. Mm-hmm. So I guess not. Saying right, right. So I'm with you. Well, what else is going on? Um, There's a lot of things I want to talk about, but the thing is, the fact that let's be 100% real, and I like to keep it real with myself, with yeah. you, and with our fans and everybody, I did show up late today, and we only have a certain amount of time to record this show for today because of, you know, I showed up late. I'm not going to make excuses why. Showed mm-hmm. up late. And uh, so we got a lot to go over. We'll talk about, there is some there is some funny things. I had a funny debate in Ecuador. Okay. And it wasn't an argument at all. It was literally a debate because we asked a bunch of her family, other people, her opinions. Mm-hmm. And I'll ask it about it to you, but on Tuesday. On Tuesday. Well, right. we'll talk about it on Tuesday. Little teaser. And it has nothing to do with football. Okay. Nothing Is it to do sports related or nothing to do with sports. Of... Okay. 
Well, I like that. We got to incorporate that into the show. It has to do with with it, it's a it's a man and woman relationship type of thing, <laughs> and we'll talk about that on Tuesday. All right, so definitely save that for Tuesday. We'll save it for Tuesday. I'm, I'm not prepared to have that conversation right now. No, it's fine. Moving on right now with the rest of the show. For what I want to do first and foremost right now is I want to congratulate the winner of the autograph Saquon Barkley yes. football. Yes. Well-deserved, I may add. Congratulations to our very, very good friend of our podcast, very good friend of mine. Friend of the show. Friend of the show to Steve Ferguson. Steven Ferguson, Ferg Sniper, whatever you want to call him. We just call him Ferg. He's been on the show before twice, and the reason he won it was for the same reasons that anybody else could have won it. He, he, when he found out about it right away, he wrote on iTunes. He's reposted us a number of times. Mm. He's posted out that, hey, I'm working out. and listen to the podcast to get me through my workout. He's... Put a pictures on Instagram. He's he's the one that is constantly promoting us enough and yeah. talking to Very us. Very well deserved for sure. Where he got the football 100. percent So we want to congratulate him, and he's the first person to get our new T-shirt. We didn't get a T-shirt yet. Yeah, we haven't gotten it. Damn, Ferg, it, 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 it's it's in the works. Flex must really like you. You get the shirt before we do. He promotes the the, he promotes our show. No, nah, no, nah, for sure. He promotes our show, and he's a fan of our show, and he listens, and he's a big supporter. Yeah. So he he listen. So enjoy the uh, the Saquon Barkley football. That, that could be worth a lot of money someday. Yeah. All right. So moving right along, let's go right into the nitty gritty stuff of the show, and we'll talk about the injuries as we go along with the show. Let's just talk about the up the the games. Yeah. For week ten. So we'll get right into it. Let's get right into it. I'll start us off right now with the Redskins against the Bucks. We'll just start it off. We'll go right into it, nitty gritty, mm-hmm. and we'll get back into our usual format. You and I, Charlie. Did you miss me, by the way? I did miss you. Flex. I love when you lie to me, Charlie. I, like I even said it on the podcast. I no, you did yes, not. Did. No, you I've called been, me. So I, now I know you didn't listen to you me. You called me a slacker. <laughs> called you a slacker because you were. That was a long vacation you took. You called me a slacker. <laughs> All in good love. I don't really think you're a slacker, Flex. Right. But uh, but go ahead. <laughs> even though you were late today. All right. <laughs> but go ahead. Anyway, so moving on with the rest of the show. So the Redskins versus the Bucks. Now, usually, wow, I said Talk that really me. weird. Usually. <laughs> usually. Usually. My bad. Usually. I think that takes the cake over my, uh, my burrito. No, 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 no. I think it does. Usually, when you play the Bucks, <laughs> so, sorry, so uh, when you play the Bucks and you think about the offense overall, you think about like an offense going against the Bucks, you think the offense will shine, right? Mm-hmm. Overall. And frankly, it's not much of a real big difference here. I think most of the players overall, the Redskins will do well against the Bucks. But there are some differences on the less here. Like Adrian Peterson, for example. Now, he's having a great year. Let's be real, right? Yeah. He's having nothing short than a fantastic year for him and his age. I mean, what is he, the fourth, fifth ranked running back? Yeah, he's coming out of nowhere. He's actually on pace to not so, not, not lead the league in, in yardage, mm-hmm. but to have more yardage than Kareem Hunt had last year, who led the league in yardage. Right, right, right. He's on pace for that. I forgot what the yeah. exact number is, but I know he's on pace for that. Easily uh, comeback player of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's it's it's it, it, like him, Andrew Luck's another one in the conversation yeah, yeah. too. But, yeah, Luck, that's a good point. But yeah, but well, moving along. So um, he's having a really great year. But this matchup, not for, I like him. I still would say play him. It's just I'm a little more nervous this matchup this week as opposed to I am like when he played the Giants. I knew he was gonna have a big game against the Giants. Even though the Bucks is not a great offense, but look at last week against the Atlanta Falcons. Mm-hmm. They were held up to only 17 yards. Right. Now, this is the thing. His left guard, Sean Laval, or Laveau, I don't know how to say his name, L-A-U-V-A-O. Please, somebody correct me. They always do whenever they listen to the show, some friends of mine. Sean Lavo, Laval, yeah. And right guard, Brandon uh, Scherf. Did I say that right, too? Is out for the season. And then left tackle, Trent Williams, I know I said that right, yeah. is also hurt. And even his right tackle, Morgan Moses, even if he plays, if he plays, he's mm-hmm. not 100%. So that O-line's pretty beat up. Yeah, they got beat up last week. I think they lost, like, three offensive starters. 
Yeah, no, no, no. That's what I'm saying. They're pretty beat up. So the fact is, because of that, and because that terrible Atlanta Falcons defense held them to 17 yards, I believe that it's. I'm like just more nervous. I'm mm-hmm. not saying I wouldn't play him. You still got to play him. The matchup is just good. I'm just more nervous, and also for the fact that I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is gonna ha- is gonna is gonna like really throw the ball around more. Mm-hmm. And Chris Thompson's out, so Adrian Peterson will get more touches. But Capri Bibbs might be a little more involved with the passing game. Yeah, absolutely. So you know we'll. we'll We'll, we'll see how that goes, you know, because it is running better now with with um, Ryan Fitzpatrick, nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Now, I love Jordan Reed here, not for nothing. Now, for his disappointing season, I believe he could be low-owned in daily games, but he's going to break out in this one. At least that's what I believe, and I hope he will also as a Jordan Reed owner. Yeah. which He's is- a little banged up, though, right? He had an injury tag? No. Yeah, on, on Yahoo, I saw he had an injury tag. But nothing that's going to keep him nothing's out. Nothing's going to keep him out or do anything. Yeah. And I, and I, I, also I mean, hope, he was born with an injury tag, but all right, yeah. I also hope that he just does better because I'm going against my my good friend Timmy, mm-hmm. and I really want to win this game in that in that league because of the fact of his team name. Because, you know, and he's a he's, he's a supporter of the show, the Better Fantasy Bureau, mm-hmm. and his team name is Best Fantasy Bureau. Oh, so he had to just one-up you. <laughs> All right. So he does. All right. I so see how it is. I got I to gotta win that game. But the thing is, with all these wide receivers banged up, with Chris Thompson out, and despite what uh, Harris did last week, Reed is their most talented pass catcher. Mm-hmm. And the Bucks do give up the third most points to tight ends. On average, when a tight end goes against the Bucks, they're getting 17.4 points per game. Alex Smith is also a good streaming option this week. I like him a lot with QBs like Flacco, Cousins, Hopkins, and Keenum all on a bye week this week. So with that being said, I think Reed is going to have a really big game. I think Alex Smith's going to have a pretty big game because the Bucks they do give the most points up to opposing quarterbacks. They give twenty five point mm-hmm. five points per game to opposing to opposing quarterbacks. Now with the Bucks, Fitzpatrick to me is a really strong play here this week. Also, I have him ranked higher for this week only as a starting QB. The more like, like I haven't ranked over guys that I normally wouldn't. You know what I mean? Like Luck and Russell Wilson and Matt Stafford. You know, mm-hmm. I like Fitzpatrick better this week. When the QBs go against the Saints, they average 19.2 points per game. So if he has a big game, I also expect for guys like OJ Howard and Mike Evans also to have a big game. Now I know that you're more than likely, you know, you're not going to even consider bench Mike Evans. You're not going to consider that. I get it. understand that. And fantasy wise, you weren't happy what he did last week. And fantasy wise, you know, you're, you're going to, you're also going to play OJ Howard, mm-hmm. but this, you know, remember against the skins, the tight ends only get about eleven points per game. So, right, I think, he's gonna, I think he's a little bit. I think he's going to go the over on that, but still, once again, a little bit lower. And do not play any of the backfield. Also, as Ronald Jones the second is out for this game, I am taking the Bucks. I'm taking the Bucks as well. And nice. actually, I need the Bucks to win this week, man. Because so, of your Cowboys. Because of my Cowboys. I mean, look, they're holding on, but um, yeah, give me the Bucks as well. Moving on. All right, so next game on the docket, Cardinals at Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs are a 16.5-point home favorite with a big 49.5-point game total for, for this game. Now, uh, on the Cardinals side of the ball, you know, David Johnson owners, I know you guys have been disappointed this year. If there's ever going to be a get-right spot, if David Johnson is going to do anything this year, this is the matchup that he's going to do it in. Now, uh, the Chiefs ranked dead last in DVOA against the run, and they're allowing a league-high 5.2 yards of carry. Um, so, I mean, this is a really good get-right spot for David Johnson. Now, the way Vegas is predicting the game script for this specific game, um, it looks like the Chiefs you know, are going to get out to a, a, a lead, 
early, and then they're going to lean on that run game. So that game script still favors David Johnson because he's still heavily involved in the passing game. So I think that he's game script proof. So plug and play for me. Um, I actually really like him in daily because his price is all the way down at 6900 and I've never seen you know David Johnson at 6900 I've been playing daily for, for years. Uh, the the other Cardinal that I like here is uh, old man Larry Fitz because I think that he, you know he's a lock to get you know 12 to 13 targets uh, because they are going to have to keep pace with that high powered Chiefs offense. So I wouldn't mind giving Fitzgerald a look as well. Now on the Chiefs side of the ball, I really like Kareem Hunt here. I, I think this is going to be a Kareem Hunt game. I think that the Chiefs, like I said, they're going to get out to a lead. And in daily, you want to. Uh, I'm sorry, in uh, fantasy, you want to target. Uh, running backs that are heavy home favorites because usually the way that game script uh, plays out is that the team gets out to the to the large lead and then leaves heavily on the run game so hunt is literally my favorite running back option this week on the slate um as far as the chiefs go obviously you're going to play pat mahomes you're going to play kareem um i'm sorry uh, Tariq hill and travis kelsey um but i'm going to temper expectations because i just think that not that they're not going to you know produce i just don't see that huge ceiling game for them just based on game script. I think this is a heavy run game for Kareem Hunt. So I think there's going to be a lot of points, um, more so on the Kansas City side of the ball, and give me the Chiefs in a blowout. I don't know if they'll cover the 16 and a half, but um, I think that this game is going to get ugly quick. I'm definitely always thinking the Chiefs as well. And, of course, you like any running back that's going against the Cardinals. The Cardinals are one of the worst defenses at stopping the run, yeah. one of the best, like most favorable when you're when you're playing a running back against them. Mm-hmm. That's why I said in the show that I also did. Uh, was it this past week? Yeah, it was this past week about trading people to want to trade for. And I said, Carry on Johnson is one of those guys because in the playoffs he's going against the Bills and the Cardinals, mm-hmm. and those are two great matchups to have when you're starting off your playoffs. So, yeah, I am taking the Chiefs as well in this game. And also, I remember to say go for Larry Fitz because. Scheduling-wise, he's got a pretty good schedule coming up, and they're going to have to play from behind this one, the Cardinals, so they're going to want to throw to Larry Fitz a little more. Yeah. Moving on to the Bills versus the Jets. I am offering a challenge here. Speak on it. Get to it in a second. So I'll tell, I'll tell you right now about the challenge, because what can you really say about this game, honestly? Think about it. I mean, there's not really too much fantasy goodness in this I'd game. I'd probably rather, rather watch paint dry than this uh, game. Uh, okay, sure. You know, paint. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. I'll never hit you, Charlie, so knock yourself out. Yeah. But I do see diamonds in the rough here. For intense, the Jets' defense is a great streaming option here. The de- the Jets love the Bliss a lot. They are the sixth highest. Well, the defenses, yeah, on both sides of the ball. The Jets more than, than, than the Bills. I'm not too crazy about the Bills' defense. Playing on this, but the Jets definitely, they are the sixth highest blitz rate in the league, mm-hmm. and the Bills provide no pass protection whatsoever for their QB. Josh Allen is not expected to play this week, and Derek Anderson is out. Bring on Nathan Peterman. Mm-hmm. Who loves to throw interceptions? He loves it. It's yeah. his thing. It's what he does. So he the Jets, the Jets' defense is a big streamer here. Now this is the challenge. I offered an Nathan Peterman challenge. Okay. I do not suggest you take this challenge. If talk, you do, if you do, send us a screenshot. And if you win this challenge, I'm going to give you a free T-shirt. Screw it. I'll give you a free T-shirt or so. Free- the challenge is what to start. Start Peterson? Nathan Peterman and win. Okay. That is a challenge. I challenge you to start Nathan Peterman and win. This goes for anybody listening, anyone at all, Mm -hmm. anywhere around the world. If you start Nathan Peterman and you win, send me a screenshot. I will send you one of our brand new T-shirts. You will see them posted on Instagram as soon as we get them printed because my cousin drew the picture. Once again, shout out to my cousin, uh, Dennis. And it's really cool. 
They're mm-hmm. gonna love it. I've seen it. It's a great design, and it's gonna be it's gonna be for all sports seasons. So even basketball starting. So if you want it for football or basketball, whatever one you want, hit us up. I'm gonna give you a free T-shirt. You heard that, Bureau? Send us a picture. The challenge has been laid out. Get yourself a shirt. Screw it. Just because it's winter, even if you want a hoodie instead, I'll send you a hoodie even. One of the the other. Why not? Screw it. Why not? Let's do that. There's an Nathan Peterman challenge. Play Nathan Peterman. Win. Send us, Charlie or I, a screenshot. Do not Photoshop this. (laughs) We will see. Send us a screenshot that you won your matchups, though. Play Nathan Peterman. And we'll send you either a T-shirt or a hoodie, whatever you want. Okay, because it's winter time here in New York. But if you're still out of coast and you still want your T-shirt, take your T-shirt, whatever it is. So then uh, the Jets defense, I love definitely a lot here. Uh, I also, of course, love Crowell. I am not crazy about Josh McCown. I wouldn't want to start him. If you want to play him, you want to play him on daily. Is that gonna be you know it's gonna be long? If you yeah, want to, I like him in daily. Like if you want to use like more of your money on Kareem Hunt, who I'm sure is gonna cost a lot this week, but mm-hmm. we both do love him this week. If you want to spend money on guys like Kareem Hunt and then use him. For something like that, go ahead because yeah. it's not going to cost Hunt's a lot. Like of money. the second or third most expensive back on yeah. the slate, and for good reason. Yeah. Now, um, so uh, McCoy to me is nothing more than a flex option at best. Even with the high amount of opportunities, I don't see the Jets here really taking a large lead. So I don't see that game script will keep McCoy out of the game, even though he is getting the um, the pass catches as well. Chris Ivory has been uh, limited for throughout all the practice this week, so um, I, I you know I. I don't recommend playing him, but I don't hate the idea of it either. You know what I mean? Because he's mm-hmm. going to get the value. He's going to get the opportunity. It's the same thing like it is every week. It's yeah. not like a great matchup, but it's not a terrible matchup for him either. So I, I still try to want to find work, I mean, like somebody to play elsewhere. Um, and then besides that, I mean, it, honestly, there's not really that many. Like I said, I don't, the reason I don't love Josh McCowan is because when the QBs go against the Bills, believe it or not, I don't know if you knew this, they're like the third, like, like in the top three of least amount of points given to quarterbacks. They're third. Yeah, yeah. Only they've, f- they've held some impressive quarterbacks in check. Yeah. Only, yeah. only 14.1 points per game yeah, yeah. they get on average. So, you know, uh, Eli McGuire here is an interesting sneaky play daily-wise. Mm-hmm. Do not play him in, in seasonal-wise. But daily-wise, he's sneaky only because, like, listen, you never know, man. Josh McCallum will give you, you know, might throw him a couple of passes because that's what yeah, he's looking absolutely. to play. That, and that, he's definitely a better play on DraftKings where you get the point. You know, it's a full-point PPR. Absolutely. Well said, Charlie. But in this game, like I guess there's not too much fancy goodness here. Except for the Jets' defense. Play the Jets' defense. Play them heavy. Nathan Peterman is there. And see if you take on the Nathan Peterman challenge. I am taking the Jets in this one. Uh, give me the New York football Jets as well. That a boy, Charlie. All right. So moving on, Jaguars at Colts. Colts are a three-point home favorite with a 46.5-point game total. Now, on the Jack side of the ball, uh, Leonard Fournette looks like he's going to be back this week, um, and he returns to a favorable matchup, you know, facing a Colts defense that can be had on the ground. They've given up uh, at least 28 points to opposing running backs at least in four of the last five games. So those are big, big, big numbers that they're yielding. Um, now, he, you know, he is coming off a, a hamstring injury, and we know how those soft tissue injuries could be a little nagging. So I would just keep an eye on that. But um, if you're a Fournette owner, obviously you drafted him to play him. Um, so these are the weeks where are, that are going to make or break your season, so you're going to plug him into your lineup. Uh, in the passing game, there's really not much that I'm seeing as far as the Jags pass catchers go. Now, if you are a fan of narratives, uh, this is a revenge game for Dante Moncrief. Uh, he was Remember, he was cut by the Colts, so there may be a little bit more motivation there. Um, and, you know, it wouldn't be the worst play in the world as a low-end flex. And I really like him in daily uh, because he's, he's 5,500 on FanDuel and 4,700 on DK. So a little bit of a better value on DraftKings. So I wouldn't mind having a little bit of exposure to Moncrief 
um, on that side of the ball. Now, as far as the Colts go, uh, Andrew Luck coming off the bye week um, for the first time all season is going to have his full arsenal of weapons. Um, you know, Jack Doyle's back. Hilton's back, uh, Marlon Mack is back, so he's literally going to have you know you know a full um, full weaponry to, at his disposal. So the Colts' offensive line has really been a pleasant surprise this year. Like remember, this is the same line that almost got Andrew Luck killed a couple of years ago, and they've been playing better now with Quinton Nelson now on, who I was a big fan of in the pre-draft. What's that? Now with Quinton Nelson now there, that rookie who I was a yeah. big fan of. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, good point. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, look, Marlon Mack has, you know, been impressive since, you know, he's come back from injury. And it seems like I've watched, a, you know, a few of the games, and it's, it looks like he's getting to the second level before he's even touched. So that's a tribute to the offensive line playing well. So I, I like Marlon Mack in this matchup. Andrew Luck, you know, he's on a record-setting pace as far as pass attempts go. So I you know, wouldn't mind getting him into the lineup as well. Obviously, if you have him, you're playing him. And, you know, I wouldn't mind having a little bit of exposure to him in daily. Now, as far as the pass catchers go, I really want the Colts tight ends here. Both Ebron and Doral, I think, could be productive in this matchup. Um, T.Y. Hilton looks like he's going to get that Jalen Ramsey uh, co- shadow coverage. So, obviously, if you have him in seasonal, you're going to play him. And really, like, Ramsey hasn't really scared me this this year. So, look, if I'm a Hilton owner, I'm deploying with him without, you know, any reservations whatsoever. And in daily, you know, the masses are going to look at that Jalen Ramsey matchup and immediately go off of it. So you could get Hilton at really, really low ownership and he could pay off his price tag on two plays because, you know, his big playability. So um, I think it's going to be an interesting game, but I like the Colts. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, I don't. I'm just happy because we finally disagreeing on it on on one. All right, so you're going with the Jags? Yeah, I'm going with the Jags because we agreed on the last three, and I'm like, I hate agreeing with you all the time. Yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong; it's not like I want to. So wanna... now I know you tell. Every time you disagree with me, your voice goes up three octaves. So uh, don't. Sure, don't, go don't, ahead, don't, take it. Don't play poker with me, Flash. Oh yeah, no. You know what? Don't. You have a kid coming, so you definitely don't want to play poker with me, bro. <laughs> yeah, you know, you definitely don't want to play poker with me. Like, are, you, are you all in flex? Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's a good one. Yeah, that's exactly how I sound when I play poker. You want to meet me on the table? Don't do it to yourself, Charlie. Trust me. Because then Annabelle's going to hate me for taking you guys' monies. I'm an exceptional poker player, I'm by the way. Sure. Side note. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. So the Lions versus the Bears. Oh, now over to shoulder field. Shoulder. Soldier. See, Flex, why are you nervous, man? You're back in the game here. Let's Never go. Never nervous. I'm just not that smart. You know that. Uh, over to Soldier Field for this one, and I love the backfield here with the Bears. Really, I love both Howard. I love both Cohen. Um, and I know I know Cohen had at least last week had a terrible game, and I know I keep repeating this over and over again about this trade I made when I gave away Julian Edelman for Jordan Nel- Jordy Nelson and Tariq Cohen. But it just shows what I was talking about that I'm nervous about that risk with Tariq Cohen. That Tariq Cohen has definitely a high ceiling to put out those RB1 type numbers, mm. but he also has a very low floor. Yeah. So, like his floor is like zero. Yeah, it's it's definitely like that. Now, I like Jordan Howard here a little more than I like Tariq Cohen, but still, nonetheless, because, I, mean, it is, I, I do like Tariq Cohen also because where the Lions do play good on defense, it is through the air. Mm-hmm. And it is through, like, the deeper passes or the passes that are going more or less about, like, seven or more yards. Mm-hmm. So, you know, or ten or more yards. So then I like these shorter passes to Tariq Cohen. I like them to take advantage of it. Now, it, it you know, it's it's just it's, – it's, it's Matt, Matt Patricia, I know, is a defensive-minded guy, but the defense hasn't done that great through the air. Now, it's it's just like the Lions – it's not that great of a deal to stop Matt Nagy's offense. That's the point I'm trying to make, is that mm-hmm. Matt Nagy is a more of, I think, I believe in him more as an offensive-minded coach than I do with Matt Patricia as a defensive-minded coach. 
So I still do see Tariq Cohen having here a great game and Jordan Howard because on average, the backfield of the running backs get about 28.9 points. That's a good amount to split up between two of them. Mm-hmm. Um now the now also like as far as like the other pass catchers you know of course you know you I'm, I'm I like Trey Burden I don't like really anybody else for the Bears I do not like Mitch Trubisky also this week avoid him at all costs if you can or even if you want to if you don't want to don't listen to me that's fine yeah but uh, he's I would, been good in daily yeah I, he's I, got you know rushing upside. I would still avoid him in this matchup, not for nothing. I I think it's going to be a big game for the running backs, even as a pass catching running back for Tariq Cohen. That's that, that's at least what I feel. And that could be wrong. Um, now the Lions, they gave away Golden Tate, right? And uh, now all the passes are going to go to Marvin Jones and the Kenny Galladay. Now I have Jones ranked slightly higher than Galladay for this one, because of the fact that he's still that red zone guy for Stafford. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like you you give out those those extra ten passing attempts that would used to go to Tate that now go into Galladay and the Jones, and it's and I know now I know that he didn't get the end zone last week, but I think this is another week where he gets the end zone again because he's that red zone guy for Matthew Stafford. So I really like him this week more than I like Kenny Galladay not for nothing. Um, as far as the running backs for the for the Lions, I would try to look elsewhere. Now I did say to pursue Carry On Johnson, like I told you, and I told you the reasons why because of what his matchups are in the playoffs and the weeks. Which fantasy wise is week 14, 15, and 16 for most leagues. Mm-hmm. But this matchup is it's it's just not the greatest one because of the fact that Carrion Johnson saved people who played him a few weeks ago because of his pass catching abilities. Now that Theoretic is back, he's taken away a lot of those mm-hmm. pass catches. Now he's still gonna get the volume that I feel is gonna put up flex worthy numbers with right. RB two possibilities, carry on. Right, Johnson. right. Well, he'll get some of those Tate targets for sure. Huh? He'll get some of those Tate targets. To, uh, you know, Tate oh, was Hill. getting. Oh, they said Hill. I was like, who's Hill? Heel. Uh, Hill. Hill. Heel. Yeah, whatever. Heel. H. I know what you mean. Okay. <laughs> now the the E, not the I. Um, yeah. So I mean, but it's it's it, he'll get some of them. But it's like I said, now the Oritic's back. The Oritic's going to be the one. It, it, it gets the pass catching back. That's what he's always been for that team. He's always been trusted that mm-hmm. wise. Because like I said, it's 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 a bad offensive line too. I mean, Matthew Stafford got sacked ten times last week, and there's another nothing. thing. I don't love Matthew Stafford this week either. I really don't. If you want to play him, play him. But if you're thinking between him and somebody else, more than likely, I'm going to tell you to play to somebody else. Yeah. Because Khalil Mack's coming back this week. Mm-hmm. It looks like he's all signs of point for him to coming back. So if he's coming back, obviously, I just think there's going to be more talented backfield running back uh, quarterbacks to play elsewhere. Moving on, I am taking the Bears in this one. I'm taking the Bears as well, and I think the Bears are going to win big. All right, moving on. All right, Saints at Bengals. Saints are a five-and-a-half-point uh, five road favorite with a 54-point projected game total. So uh, a lot of scoring expected in this one. Now, I was really looking forward to this game, and then the uh, the news of Dez getting hurt broke, and that kind of put a damper on things for me. Even though I didn't think he was going to play much this game. but He wasn't um, going to play at all. Uh, yeah, I mean they they said that they may have ha- may have had like one or two plays for him. No, no, no. They 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 announced out confirmed that he was confirmed that he was going to sit. Well, now we know he's really not going to play. No, this we year. know that. Yeah, no, but yeah. they really did confirm he was going to sit. Right. Um. So that kind of put a damper on me, but I still think this is going to be a you know uh, entertaining game. Uh. So the Saints coming off their biggest win of the year uh, against the Rams last week. Look, they extend their win streak against the Bengals. Um, and the Bengals are coming into this game like really, really beat up. Now, everyone knows about uh, Big Ben's road splits, right? But uh, Breeze also has, you know, home and away splits as well. Like he, you know, doesn't fare as well away from the Superdome. Now, with that said, I'm throwing it out the window because this is a great matchup. I mean, the Bengals have yielded top 12 quarterback performances in in 
almost every game except for one this year. So this is a prime matchup for Breeze, uh, Thomas, Kamara, and I love that stack in daily this week because I think you could get Breeze at low ownership. Now, speaking of Thomas, I mean, he draws an elite matchup this week against a shaky, shaky Bengal secondary. He's my favorite wide receiver play on the board. I mean, you know, I think he's going to get a ton of opportunities. And, you know, as, as far as um, this game goes, I expect a lot of scoring. So right up Thomas's alley. Uh, Alvin Kamara, I mean, he's the lead back in this offense. He out-touched um, Mark Ingram again last week, 23-10. to 10. And, I mean, literally, like, the guy, if, if he's not the best back in football, maybe he's the second, third best back. I mean, the guy is just unbelievable. So, obviously, plug-and-play plug Kamara. Now, on the Bengals' side of the ball, um, you know, Pretty much every one of their uh, weapons has, has missed time with injury. I mean, Mixon's been hurt. Eifert is done for the year. Bernard has been hurt. Green is now going to miss two games. So they're really beat up, and they're still 5-3 and three and right in the mix of the, uh, of the things for the playoffs. So I don't know how they're doing it, but they're piecing it together. Now, I think this is a good matchup for the Red Rifle. Um, you know, the that Saints defense could be had in the air. So I like him as a streaming option this week, and I really like him in daily, pairing him up with Tyler Boyd. Um, Joe Mixon, I like in seasonal, a little bit of a stay away for me in daily. Cause I think he'll, he will get the touches. That's why I like him in seasonal, but that, um, Saints defense can be a little stingy against the run. So Joe Mixon, um, I mean, look, I'm, I was a big Joe Mixon guy going into the season. I still am, but I think there'll be better matchups for him. But obviously if you have him in seasonal, you play him. Uh, I really like Tyler Boyd in this matchup. The Saints have been torched in the slot, and now he even gets A.J. Green's targets. So, you know, the Saints have been torched by Adam Thielen, Cooper Cup, uh, Sanu, Sterling Shepard have all had great games against them in the slot. So I think Tyler Boyd is poised for a big game here. And that Dalton Boyd stack in daily is going to be one of my favorite stacks. So I expect a lot of scoring this game. I, I think it's going to be really entertaining. Uh, but give me the Saints. I'm definitely taking the Saints as well as this one. All do, right. Do you want to say you feel bad for Des Bryant real quick? Even though a little time we have left, do you still want to say about it? Yeah, I mean, Instead of it's, tweeting it? uh, it's it's a little bit of a bummer, man. I you know anyone that knows me knows that Des is one of you know one of my favorite players. Yeah, ever. don't say. Yeah, I, I have I, I, I have more than multiple people constantly sending me screenshots yeah. of you on Twitter. Oh, here's Charlie again. Oh, yeah. he does talk about Des Bryant. <laughs> No, but I mean, look, I mean, you know, it's unfortunate. I mean, the guy waited seven months and, and you know, look, I we don't have a lot of time for me to really get into it, but I really am disappointed with the way the Cowboys handled the situation. I think it was terrible. I agree with that. You know, so. I feel for Dez. Now, nat, natu- I genuinely feel for Dez. Yeah. Like, all can, all biases aside. And, you know, knowing him, like, I, I've seen every single game of Dez's career. I was at his first game at FedEx Field his rookie year. Um, and knowing him, he only has one gear, you know, like he goes full throttle on every play, even in practice. So my guess is that he came in, wasn't probably in football shape. There's no way he's in football shape. A guy doesn't sit on the couch for seven months and then come in and practice on an NFL field and in football shape. So I think he just tried to press too much and, and tore his Achilles, man. And it's a scary injury for for a football player. Like I said, I I, I genuinely do feel for him. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, your love for him makes me want to say I don't care. Mm-hmm. But uh, just speaking generally outside of that, so speaking both sides of how I feel, yeah, I want to say I don't care. That's only because of your love for him. Because I love when your team does. Hey, I feel for you, but 
you don't speak for me, Charlie. But yes, right. it's out there in the BFB podcast. The thing. And um, oh, once again, as I always said, don't forget to follow us on the social media at Instagram at BFB podcast yeah. on Twitter at podcast BFB. The last last thing about this, and and I hope I'm wrong, but his career might be over. Yeah, yeah might be, might be, yeah. Might and be. I and I hope I'm wrong. I'm I'm sure if he does. I don't care. So going on. So then now for the Pats versus the Titans. Now, this is an interesting game fantasy-wise because the Titans have been a great defense in real-life football, not so much fantasy-wise. Now, Tom Brady, you play here without worry. I still see him as like a borderline top 10, even though not for nothing. They've been kind of stingy against the QBs. I still don't have too much worry against with Tom Brady playing him this week. Josh Gordon has been more involved in this part of a major part of this offense, and it hasn't hurt the production of Julian Edelman either. The only one that will take away the targets from this is Gronk, and he's been limited at practice so far this week. So we'll see how that works out for him. But of course, if he's in your lineups, you gotta kind of write him out, I guess, because it's super tough to sit Gronk. But not if you have a guy like OJ Howard or George Kittle. You start them over Gronk, that's fine. I get it because if you know if you, you don't feel like playing Gronk, but. It's just hard to, but he hasn't been good. He hasn't having a really, he's having a very, 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 very bad year, especially for what most of us has paid to get him. Don't you dare sit James White. I'm not going to talk about him because no one's really asking questions about him, so I'm not going to do that. But just to let you know an interesting fact that Rez Burkett is back at practice, but he is eligible to play at Week 13. I strongly doubt at this point anyways he's going to take any major value away from Sony Michelle. Um, maybe some touches. But not too much. Also, do not go and play Corderell Patterson. Don't do that, especially since Sony Michelle might be back this week. So don't go. Don't not play Corderell Patterson. Don't 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 jump on the train. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I like him in daily this week. Yeah, go ahead and do that. I recommend stay away from 100. He's not going to really give you anything, to be honest with you. On the Titans, I really don't see any value here either. I mean, Corey Davis has some flex considerations, but honestly, it's just more of a risk than much of a reward that you would get from him. I really feel um, it might be one of those big games here because the Pats are like in the middle the pack for being like a wide receiver friendly kind of team but this is like getting close to like the playoffs so i these games are getting really crucial i just want to take the risk here with him the only one i would take the risk here is Dion lewis um because i see the titans playing from behind a lot and you know and overall because he is the pass catching back um I could see him very possible putting up his third straight 20-point outing. I said I could see him doing it. I don't mm. think he will do it, I said. So uh, give me the Pats here in this game. I like the Pats as well. All right. All right, moving on. The uh, Falcons traveling to Cleveland. Uh, the Falcons are a traveling six-point road favorite, and there is a 50-and-a-half-point 50 50 projected game total for this game. Now, uh, the Falcons, um, you know, coming off a, a big win last week against the uh, the Redskins. And guess who got into the end zone last week? Finally. Julio Jones. Julio! got into the end zone what the hell was that <laughs> i've been waiting to say that all week julio so i think that julio gets into the end zone again this week that uh that ward defense doesn't scare me one bit i think that the guy is just a physical freak um so that ryan uh jones stack i like it a lot um in all formats um now just running real quick because i know we're running out of time on the cleveland side of the ball i think that you know everyone knows how the you know the falcons has been Awful on the defense side of the ball. So um, I like Mayfield, uh, Baker Mayfield as a play this week. I also really like Duke Johnson because the Falcons are literally one of the worst teams at defending the um, the running backs coming out of the backfield. So I think that Johnson has uh, you know is set up to have a really really big game here. I also like Jarvis Landry. Um, I think that he, this is a, a good spot for him as well. And David and Joku. The Falcons have been terrible, terrible, terrible against opposing tight ends. So I think there's going to be a lot of scoring in this game. Um, I I think there's a lot of fantasy production to go around on both sides of the ball. I wouldn't even mind a little bit of um, Calvin Ridley as well. 
Uh, but give me the Falcons. I'll take it to Falcons as well. And I love Baker Mayfield this week, especially because I'm playing him as a flyer with Deshaun Watson yeah. being out on my he's team. A, he's a really good streamer this week for sure. Yep. Uh, Chargers versus the Raiders, another defense that I really like to stream for this week. Not for nothing. The last time that these two faced each other, the Chargers had an interception, a fumble, and only allowed 10 points. Now, we don't really need to talk about all these players because why? Of course, you're playing Gordon, Rivers, and Allen. There's no question about it. Now, out of the Williams that are on this team, Terrell Williams is almost like the willful of this team. He's reeled in four touchdowns in his last three games, despite only having a 3.5 targets per game. Also, he's having 20.2 air yards per target on that. I like Mike Williams here better, though, over Terrell Williams, simply for the fact that I don't see the Chargers find themselves in a situation in this game where they have to play from behind, have to throw those deep balls because Terrell Williams gets that low volume. That's the problem with him. So I like Mike Williams here better for this game. Uh, Also, I like Austin Eckler a lot here because I think that they're going to take a commanding lead, and I think Austin Eckler might get a couple of more touches just to keep Melvin Gordon healthy. As we know, he's had that injury tag questionably the questionable injury tag put on him week in, week out. And as far as the Raiders go, the only one that I really trust here is Jared Cook. Even though in against the Chargers, tight ends only get about 12.2 point fantasy points per game here. I still like Jared Cook. If you're desperate, play Jalen Jalen Rashad. I, I'm, I'm hoping you have better options than him if you're desperate. But if you're in a PPR formats, play him. Go ahead. He's going to give you maybe some flex considerations because I think that the Raiders would have to play catch-up. But do not play Doug Martin. Do not play Jordy Nelson. Not until they give me a reason to recommend them to you. And they have not, not at least not since they took over the starting roles. And so Doug Martin took over the lead back role. And Jordy Nelson took over that main wide receiver role when they traded Amari Cooper. Do not play any of them. Because Jordy Nelson's shown that he could have big games, but it hasn't happened since he's been the number one guy yet in this game. I am taking the Chargers. I'm taking the Chargers as well. Man, so much agreeing going on. All right, moving on. So Seahawks at the Los Angeles Rams. The Rams coming off their first loss of the season at the hands of the Saints. Uh, Rams are a 10-point home favorite and a 50-point projected total for this game. Uh, I think the Rams bounce back, and they bounce back big. I think this is going to be a huge, huge, huge Todd Gurley game, and the Seahawks are going to be coming from behind. So a couple of plays that I like on this game. Um, Obviously, I mean, the usual suspects for the Rams, uh, Jared Goff is a plug-and-play um, Todd Gurley, best running back in football. Obviously, you're playing him. I like him in all formats. Um, and some of these uh, Rams pass catchers here, get them into your lineup, uh, especially Cooper Cooper Cup. Um, on Seattle side of the ball, I think that they're going to be playing catch-up. So I'm a Wilson owner, and I'm starting him. That Rams defense, um, I still don't think that they've hit their stride yet, so I'm not super scared off of them. And I think that you know Russell Wilson is going to, you know, try to keep the Seahawks into in this game as much as they can. Um, not really much else I'm seeing on the Seahawks side of the ball. I think that the Rams win and they win big. Um, so give me the uh, Rams from Los Angeles. I would hope you would say the Rams. There wouldn't be any question about that. And besides, Chris Carson has been limited in practice all week long, so look for Mike Davis to possibly take more touches if Chris can't, Chris Carson cannot play. The Dolphins versus the Packers. There's really not much to say here, and that's good because we're running out of time. But the fact is that they're moving from their beautiful Miami weather all the way out to the frozen tundra that is Green Bay in Lambeau Field. Mm-hmm. Now, with that being said, Kenyon Drake, I know he's had only three touches last week against a very underproductive Frank Gore. I get it. 
I think this is a game where it's a get-right game for him, where they're going to give him more touches to make up for what happened last week. And not for nothing, the Green Bay Packers defense is like kind of in that middle-of-the-pack offense and defense anyways. So I don't really see them stopping much of Kenyon Drake. I like Kenyon Drake this week, and I don't say that often about Kenyon Drake or any Dolphins player for that matter. But that's really the only Dolphin that I like for this week. And not for nothing, play Aaron Jones. Play Aaron Jones. Play Aaron Jones. He's finally got the cord cut a little bit on him. I like Aaron Jones a lot, especially for the fact that Miami Dolphins have given up the fourth most points to running backs so far this season. And MVS, Marquez Marquez Valdez-Scantley, draws in strong flex consideration also for this week. And this is really not much to say about it, uh, but give me the Packers. All right, give me the Packers as well. Fine. All right, Sunday night football, my Dallas Cowboys traveling to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. You talk about your Cowboys, talk about my Giants, and we'll wrap it up. Yeah, so uh, the Eagles are a minus seven-point home favorite, and not a lot of scoring expected in this game. Vegas has it at 43-and-a-half. Uh, the Cowboys really need this game, so I think that they're going to they're gonna get a heavy dose of Zeke Elliott. Um, I mean, look, I, I still don't understand, like, why last week Zeke didn't have any fourth uh, quarter touches. I, I mean, but uh, maybe uh, Coach Clapper could explain that to me one time. Um, but I think um, I, I think he's going to get the ball here. I, I like you, – obviously, you're playing Zeke. Uh, Dak, I can't start Dak in this matchup. Um, but I do like Amari Cooper. I think, you know, he looked good in his first game with the Cowboys, and I think this is going to be a solid matchup for him. Now, on the Eagles side of the ball – uh, Golden Tate always seems to torch the Cowboys. He's going to be playing out of the slot again, and we all know that the Cowboys struggle out of the slot. Um, I think this is going to be a close game. These NFC East games are always pretty close, uh, but I'm going to ride with my boys. Give me the Cowboys. Um, it's a close game for me, too. Give me the Eagles in this one, though. That just, means the Cowboys are definitely going to win. Good. Just, just because just Go. because I think uh, Golden Tate's going to probably – Chalk them, you know, slice them up a bit. Well, he sliced them up when he was with the Lions, but they still won. No, no, I get it, I get it. But I still so. think, I just still think that uh, the Eagles will prevail in this one. Unfortunately, doesn't yeah. I, I lose, lose either way. Doesn't matter. I hate them both. So moving on now to the Giants and the 49ers. I hate the Giants as well, not for nothing. Give yeah. me a, a, you know, a headache. There's the last games, and then we'll wrap this up. Uh, but like I said, let's get through this disgusting game as quickly as possible, and honestly, as we can. Uh, the players who run against the Giants always seem to do well. Greta, Greta. Brita, Jesus Christ, <laughs> Ecuador, what you do to me? Brita is a good play here, but not more than a flex play because, honestly, that ankle injury hasn't kept him off the field, but it has kept him from being super productive nonetheless. Alfred Morris, I also see him more as like a flyer, like a sneaky play here, but I like Brita a lot more, but neither of them more than flex considerations. George Kittle, you throw him without worry because of the fact that I worry about any of the wide receivers because not as bad as the Giants' defense is, you still got Landon Collins. You still got uh, Jenkins. You still got Jack Rabbit there. So I worry about any of those wide receivers. I wouldn't play any of those wide receivers. I would try to avoid them. I'm sure you could find a better option nonetheless. Um, with the Giants, there's really not much to really talk about. You're going to play Barkley. You're going to play Goldell Beckham Jr. And you're more than likely also going to play Evan Ingram. It just depends. I Like, I, for instance, this week played Greg Olson over Evan Ingram's. Mm-hmm. So it really just depends. I, I like Evan Ingram's this week. I don't love him this week. But the fact is that the tight ends that go against the 49ers average 11 points per game. Nonetheless, I've been doing this all year long. And I'm going to keep doing it. Screw it. Give me the Giants. Give me the 49ers. Give me the 49ers. The 49ers. I sound a lot more manly than that. Give me the 49ers. Baby, 49ers. I love the Cowboys. I love this Brian. Anyways, party people, that's the end of the show. You got to get our music out here. So glad to be back with you, Charlie. 
Yes, welcome back, Flex. You happy to have me back? You sure? Of course, man. Of course, of course, of course. Of course. <laughs> once again, party people, we uh, once again shout out to Ferg as it is for winning the Saquon Barkley autograph football. We have a lot more contests and giveaways to go on. Don't forget the Nate Peterman contest is going on for this week. So if you get that and yes. you win that, get yourself an awesome, awesome, awesome T-shirt that we have going on for you. Don't forget to always follow us on our social media at BFB Podcast on Instagram and at Podcast BFB on Twitter. Rate us, follow us on iTunes, subscribe to us. Once again, Charlie, you want to say goodbye to the party people. Bureau, enjoy week 10 uh, and have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. Have a great week and I'm happy to be back here at Party People. Success and nothing less. See you on this side of the other. Peace. Peace.